back the whole great kind of valley. Let's see what they got here for little Stoko E.T. Hi, Stoko E.T. loves the holidays and I want to get some little Christmas beer going on. Hi, how can I help you? Hi there. I guess I have one Christmas donut for the Texas rattlesnake and that's the bottom line because it's the season to be jolly. I can't get enough uh, Stone Cold ET. Really <laughs> pulling no punches, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> Welcome to Cheap Popcast. We say this this is episode three. Yeah, yeah. sort of. Three count. Two proper. Yeah, Two proper. sure. Three technically. Two Cold Scorpio, three count. Whatever you want to classify it as. However you want to pop it. Yes. Remember Stay. in the Mick Foley book, he said that Two Cold Scorpio is a huge dick. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Well, I remember because first he mentioned it in his first book. And then in his second book, he mentioned that in his first book, the legal team was like, oh, you can't say things in here. Like, like here you said this guy has a huge dick. Like, we, what if he sues us then? And then, like, McFoley says, no man would ever sue you over someone saying their penis is bigger than it is. Like, oh, the stereotype thought, still hurt. I thought you that he said that sto- that Too Cold Scorpio was... No, that he day. possessed a big yes, dick. Yes, that he had it within his possession. Yeah. And but also if that, you are a huge yeah. dick and you have a huge dick, then that's not a big thing either. It's mm-hmm. like... Anyway. It's a wash. That yeah. Point. Dick wash. <laughs> We're a cock loggerhead. Yes. And Stone Cold E.T. still... God, I wish I could do a Stone Cold impression! Still a consummate and gentleman. That's the bottom yeah. line. I can't do it. I don't. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, that guy's good. And no. he's really, really riding that fucking train. Like, yeah. ever since the Stone Cold ET driving thing, there's like six videos with yep. diminishing returns in the view count. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard multiple people say that he has went full Tropic Thunder with that. Wait, like he, character. he disappears into that character? He, he, he goes full R. <laughs> he goes full. He goes full artard. Yes. There, I think I softened and it a bit. I, it's still, you know, not being terribly evil to drive through people. But, yeah. But really testing the limits. He could be way business. worse of a jerk if he wanted to be. Yes. Right. Uh, what are what are we again? Who are we? We are the cheap pop cast, and okay. yes, we are. Woo. Uh, Woo. The wrestling podcast from your friends at Laser, Laser Time. Time. And this is our December episode, mm-hmm. our December original, mm-hmm. I guess. Our trivia Leading to the up to which pay-per-view? TLC 2012, oh. which is taking place in Brooklyn, New York, which is Brooklyn. close to where I, mm-hmm. I almost bought it's, a ticket to that. Oh, yeah, you're from New York. Yeah. It's weird that that's happening in New York when Mania is happening in New York as well. Uh, that's I know, New it's York, not, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to that, but mm-hmm. I, was, I was thinking of going to this. It's at the Barclays Center. Which, the Jay Z place. Yeah, 
Uh, Walked by there during Comic Con. Yeah, the home of the Brooklyn Nets. Good on you, Hope. I see. Not anything to do with Barkley. The man. Shut up and jam. Yeah. Guide me. Oh, see, I thought you were going to talk about the, the little Scottish-looking dog from Sesame Street. <laughs> this week's up. Uh, yeah, this week's raw was from New Jersey, and yeah. Joey Styles had a lot of mean things to say about New Jersey in his podcast, in or on his Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, really? That's because well, that's because Joey Styles is a New Yorker. Okay, wait. Like, yeah. I don't follow a lot of wrestlers on Twitter. Do they keep this what? stuff up? Do oh, they, they, they keep they the personas tw- up? WWE loves Twitter, and yeah. they like, huh. they love that's Twitter great. to death. And some keep their persona up, and some are just like, no, not real. I'm I'm me. And like I Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, when he tweets, he's like. I I had a nice meal, or here's my yeah. dog. <laughs> I only follow Iron Sheik, so he has really kept that persona going through that. I just had bad steak at Chipotle. <laughs> Take soldier, fuck butt, make humble. <laughs> See, fuck. CM Punk tweets pretty much as yeah. himself. Mm-hmm. But there aren't, you wonder keeping if with in- the New York theme, mm-hmm. there aren't that many, you know, like, the WWE used to be the Northeastern company. Yeah. It used to be mm-hmm. the Northeastern promotion. Mm-hmm. There are not that many northeastern wrestlers there's yeah. Zack Ryder there's seem like a backwoods sport uh, a lot of them come from Florida or uh-huh. the south, where like, I'm or from just the south like yeah do a couple friends there's also uh, you know midwest wrestling too yeah but uh, yeah, it was like the Memphis territory the Florida territory and you notice there's no Portland wrestling re- there's no Portland re- wrestling uh, league they no. now have like Lucha Vavoom and other like coming uh, straight from ironic yeah. ironic well actually no though uh, I remember from watching this Scott uh, Scott no <laughs> the Peterson. Rowdy Rowdy Piper uh, <laughs> documentary he did come up through the Portland he did world. he did but yeah it's the the, Cana- the Canadians have a proud tradition of pro wrestling yep I have no idea what you guys are going to talk about, real like at so, this point. So the thing with uh, did we introduce ourselves? Sure. No, we have not. Okay, I am uh, dangerous, Dave Rudden, <laughs> uh, the host of Cheap Popcorn. Yes, uh, I'm Henry Gilbert from Parts Unknown. <laughs> uh, I'm clobbering Chris Antis. Didn't all right? There mm. we go. Mm. That's a that's a triple threat match for the ages. No. Okay. Yeah, you are. So Uh, the first episode, we had something to fall back on. It was mm -hmm. the Survivor series. That was has real history too. Yeah. And this month we have TLC, which is not a. There is history to TLC though. Yeah. There's there's history to ladder matches. There's history to Mm -hmm. tables in the WWE, and there's all of that. Can you give me a rough overview of what TLC is? TLC is uh, tables, ladders, and chairs. Got it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Got it started, what, SummerSlam 2000 or 99? Uh, or, yeah, or? it was started by, uh, I mean, the the main impetus was uh, the there's a series of matches featuring mm-hmm. the Dudley Boys, the Hardy Boys, and Edge and Christian. Nancy Drew. It was the best <laughs> tag team rivalry of the last, like, 15 years. Yeah, and, it's, and it, they're only really getting to that level of tag team competition now that hmm, it's kind Barely. Of, but, yeah, yeah, but now that... Now, WWE actually gives a crap again, but mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's the pay per view. They do it. They've done it every year for the past, I want to say, three or four years. At and, least, yeah. and yeah, usually at least half of the matches on the card will feature some sort of mixture of tables, ladders, and chairs in the matches. Mm-hmm. But well, that's not a huge tradition for for December. It's not yeah. like 
that's mm-hmm. a thing that happens every year in WWE. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like the Money in the Bank pay-per-view where they just took a popular match and yep. then they just mm-hmm. make it a whole thing. Or the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Yeah, which this year was just... It what? was not even... So they have a Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, which happened two oh. months ago. Mm-hmm. The last time they did it, they had one Hell in a Cell match. It was the last match, and it mm-hmm. was... 10 minutes long. So it was like a normal Hell in the Cell presentation. Well, this but is... But naming the entire special, like the pay-per-view after it. Yeah. So at least with, with uh, the TLC pay-per-view, mm-hmm. you can be assured that, you know, an hour of this thing will have people hitting each other with tables They're going to go to the extreme. And yeah, yeah and this, and, and the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view was the such a disappointment because they had two and a half hour pay-per-view 10, 15 minutes tops was a person where people actually fighting in a giant mm-hmm. steel cage. Mm. Oh, they just can't do those bumps anymore from them. Yeah, like, yeah, no, not, yeah, that's the problem. Nobody can be thrown off of a. They shouldn't so. do Hell in the Cell anymore if there's not, if they're, and they shouldn't like risk people like Mick Foley took yeah. those risks. But if they're not going to, then like don't do Hell in the Cell because yeah. that promises the only people who can do like, I felt the Triple H Undertaker Hell in the Cell this year, like, it delivered on being a brutal match, but we both knew neither of them were like going to go off the top or yeah. even the like halfway down. And they were also given a lot of, probably a lot of leeway in the fact that like, oh, you want to hit Triple H in the bleed, head, yeah, you want, and the, yeah, they could do that on like those two guys get to do that on the pay per view, but you can't do that on free TV, and most of the dudes don't do that on yeah. the pay per view either. I think that. The uh, TLC pay-per-view, they will allow people to get thrown through tables. That's not that crazy oh, a definitely. risk. Mm-hmm. Someone falling off a ladder, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Chairs, nobody gets hit in the head anymore. Now, well, because those can cause concussions that might drive yeah. someone insane and mm-hmm. who will murder his family. <laughs> Sweet. You I, you always make fun of me for me, uh, calling out Benoit, the greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> there, you just did it. But so, that's why they... They they are trying to just in general prevent concussions. Like that's why Mick Foley has the concussion disorder of just he just feels floaty all the time and and probably taking twelve headshots in a row unprotected from the Rock had something to do with that. Oh man, yeah. Oh, sorry. So I, we'll, we'll from get, beyond the mat. Yes. I, well, well <laughs> I I did actually I, I, I listened to a podcast strangely it was it was Jay Moore's podcast with Mick Foley on it. Oh, and wow. he and. It drove that that and this discussion drove me to Beyond the Mat, which I haven't seen in like ten years. It's on Netflix in glorious full screen. <laughs> yes, it looks awful. Um, I watched it too, actually, in the last month. Yeah, well, I wanted to see if you could recommend any other wrestling documentaries that may be on Netflix or can in general. I? Mm-hmm. I can. Yeah, I, I want to know. I want to watch. I want to watch one tonight. Mm. Uh, maybe off. What about the Kevin Sullivan one? Is that on a card subject to change? Oh, okay, yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, uh, the Kevin Sullivan related to Benoit that his wife was stolen by Benoit. His wife was woman was her character name, yep. and then in a storyline, Chris Benoit stole his wife, and then in real life, Chris Benoit stole his wife. So it's kind her. of his fault or the writer's fault. Yeah, it, no, okay. Chris, Kevin Sullivan booked that angle. Like he's the one who wanted that angle to happen. Like he thought it'd be funny thing and then the joke was on him yep. and the joke Talk was about double on him a wrong angle yes exactly <laughs> hold on let me give you a little bit of comedy whistle alright 
I to think put TLC, some levity in? TLC, at least, like, with Hell of a no, Cell. I wasn't kidding. I want, I want wrestling documentary recommendations. Uh, I think any... A Wrestling with Shadows, you should watch that. Because yes. the last episode, Dave and I waxed heavily about mm-hmm. the Montreal incident. This yeah. is the Montreal incident. I think the problem with most other documentaries on there, on Netflix, that they're WWE produced, so... You know, you're not getting the whole story. It's, I've noticed more and more they don't seem to want to abandon the fiction of what has happened, even if it's been 15 years. Sometimes, or they, they'll skate a close line, mm-hmm. you know. Or it's all from archival stuff that... Yeah, the, the, the Brett-Sean one is one of the few where they're just like, no, like, the walls are down. The whole point, where, the thing this is selling on is... This is them as open as they're ever going to be with each other about their problem. That's Wrestling with Shadows? No, no, this Wrestling with Shadows is, it was filmed at the time of the Montreal incident yeah. when Brett leaves. It's a very, it gets really dark. Yeah, but if you want a nice postscript to that, then watch the yeah, Brett and the Brett Sean, Sean interview okay. piece. Because it really is just Brett's story in yeah. Wrestling with Shadows. But you get to hear, you get a little better perspective from Sean's side and, yeah. and Brett and Sean. And, and WWE is forthcoming with a lot of the AWA and the WCCW. Like those yeah. those documentaries, uh, documentaries yeah. where they where it's an organization that was popular in like the mm. 70s and 80s. Just documenting how they kind of rose to power and they had all these talents that became big. And then they got crushed by the. WWE. And the history of Starcade was a good one too. Yeah, oh, I'd love to see that. So, I, like, well, somebody had recommended to me. Um, uh, well, I I, li- I really liked the rise and fall of WCW. Yeah. But like, the end is just fucking jarring. Well, they're all like, I mean, if you're gonna watch one of those old promotion mm-hmm. documentaries, you're gonna have to deal with that. Like, yeah, we screwed that up and then we screwed that up and then the WWE ate but it's like they don't like to obsess about the negativity I've watched it twice and like the opening of like it it's so thorough. Before it was WCW, Jim, what's his nuts? Was Cornette. My dad would crock it. <laughs> crock it. Production. And then, like, it's so thorough. It takes, like, half an hour. And then, like, mm-hmm. Vince McMahon buys a WCW. And then it just all went away. <laughs> Could you be a little more clear? Like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Uh, I think that's also just too recent for Vince. Like, there, mm-hmm. there's a funny thing. We were both at that WWE 13 event. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, like, the I think it was all the wrestling fans in the audience. They show this trailer uh, that they WWE 13 is a great history lesson in the attitude section. They have these yeah. very well produced things, but a couple times there was one line I remember where they said where they were talking about the Monday Night Wars. The their voiceover guy was, and he says, "And WCW spent a lot more money and were able to catch up and surpass the WWE." Like. Come on, you're just blaming it on money. They had they had better storylines than you. Mm. You got this was before you discovered Stone Cold and DX. You yeah. had shitty stuff. Yeah, the NWO was way better. Yeah, that was that was that was that was oh man. That was my my little renaissance with it. But yeah. hey, that's that's why I brought it up because uh, Greg McDonald on Twitter tweet, uh, tweeted me something on Indiegogo Indiegogo dot com slash history of WCW, mm-hmm. and it's. I only thought it was interesting. It's like a Kickstarter project for a WCW documentary. And it's just stating at the bottom, we have no intention of using any WWE footage. Well, so one, one we're not being interviewed. It, really. Then it's just, but that's like, yeah, you know, like that, what, all you the Tom Shales SNL book that we read is just like people yes. talk, like yeah. 
defining the narrative. Oh, but those are already out there. Like you could like, uh, but not in film form. I'm not going to read a book on WCW. No, I don't no, read no. a I book mean, on like, anything. There's t- shoot interviews are a whole mm-hmm. industry yeah. of videos. I want to put together in a glossy presentation. Uh, yeah, I mean, and besides, can, if somebody wants to do that, they probably have an angle or a story to tell. Maybe though, they have the very limited footage to put that together with. It's literally have it would literally have to be just shooting. all interviews, and then like that's what I'm thinking. They, they're going news stills, stills. Yeah, yeah. The, but they're yeah. just it's just all interviews, and that's yeah. that's sort of cool with me. Yeah, no, I love interviews. Yeah. Well, I when I've watched those shoot interviews, mm-hmm. they can be very engrossing. Oh, okay, but back to TLC. T bars left eye. Okay, so I like the TLC as an event. Like Hell in the Cell, you only are going to get Hell in the Cell matches. At Money in the Bank, it's a ladder match. It's all ladder matches. Mm -hmm. So at TLC, though, they can give you. They have options. It can be only chairs. Yeah. uh, An actual regular tables match. (laughs) An actual regular ladders match, Mm -hmm. and then they can end it with. A tables, ladder, chairs match, which yeah. is really just a ladder match with tables. It really does open up the options. Like, mm-hmm. so a ladder match, they have they have one of those set, and I guess we can get into this in the next event, but hmm. or the next part of the show. But I'll like call the next event from here now. The next event of this episode. The next card. Well, the ladder matches where they have you know any titles or uh, the money in the bank contract. Chairs is just an excuse for people to beat each other up, and it's an excuse for the person who has the money in the bank contract to cash in, mm-hmm. and it it's literally the person can win a title with no effort at all. Mm-hmm. And then the tables match is where someone can win a title with barely any effort. So it, yeah. it's it, if if someone wants to make a quick champion out of someone, that's this is the perfect event to make it happen. So the thing. Also, though, with TLC, I think it works best when it's tag team. Like, yeah, that's when it works best. Other because then you have you know two guys that can take a horrible bump yeah. instead of just one. Like when you have one guy at a time, like go through a table. Like, well, I I loved like Jeff Jeff Hardy had some really good matches as yeah. a singles wrestler, but if he was going to put somebody else through a table. Like that was amazing, and then the pace just died for like yeah. five minutes because you can't you can't not sell that. Like mm-hmm. he has to sell that table bump, but if he does, yeah. then he's got to crawl back to the ring. You know. Well, mm-hmm. meanwhile, in a, in a tag match, he can do that, and Matt Hardy can do another crazy thing, mm-hmm. or Edge could do a crazy thing with Bubba. <laughs> and it was also just great because Edge, Edge and Christian and the Hardys. They were so similar, like body types yeah. and style. Well, meanwhile, then you come in the Dudleys who are, who can do, they can do top rope stuff if need be, but yeah. they're really bruisers, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it, so, was, it was a great series. So before we move on to the second half of the episode and actually focus on the next pay per view, I wanted to touch on a few sort of December traditions that exist within. Uh, wrestling. There there uh, aren't a lot, but there mm-hmm. are a few that are worth pointing out. And uh, are they well, Christmas related? Yes, they are. Really? Sort of, kind of. Well, I know yes. one. Hmm. The tribute to the troops. Yes, mm-hmm. happens every year. This is the tenth anniversary. Which did it happen? Well, that's two thousand one. No, the 
That's why the tribute to the troops is turning 10 years old this year, <laughs> which t- shows you how long we've been stuck in perpetual war. Yeah. <laughs> Just 10 years. I can't wait for the 20th anniversary. So, yeah, you know who, who sort of introduced the concept? Sergeant Slaughter. Close. Yes, I knew it. Was it John Cena and the Marines? No, it was uh, JBL. Oh, uh, that's right. Oh, the the He's a funny guy yeah. and a Republican. I do like that he is kind of a consistent part of the WWE announcing crew right now. Yeah, partially he's, he's be- a great part. Yeah, partially because Jerry Lawler can't be trusted to not have a, another heart attack. <laughs> yes. He's probably one of the biggest bullies in the WWE. He's yeah. a pretty big jerk. But it's funny when that bully is pointed at somebody you don't like. Yeah. And he's a, he's a consistent bully. That's what I like is that he's a consistent bully to everyone. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I think I saw something where The Miz was talking up JBL yeah. in uh, in some special. And he was like, yeah, JBL is an asshole. Yep. He's mean to everybody. But that's why he's an entertaining character. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely imagine, like, what kind of horrible locker room <laughs> shit JBL did to The Miz? <laughs> like, must have done, like, he could have shit in his mouth. Like, and just be like, yep. that's old school, buddy. That's how we do it. Like, he'd just done it. Like, like they explain JBL is one of those ring or uh, the locker room general yep. type types and especially cuz that's why like the APA was scary because those two Farouk and him were the toughest guy like most people would agree the actual toughest guys in the locker room yep. and they had the hardest hits like that that clothesline from hell fucking looks like it yeah. really hurts but anyway JBL started the tribute to the troops yeah right? and uh it is kind of a, it's a cliche thing. It's not super exciting. Uh-huh. It is, even with pay-per-views where you expect uh, the faces to go over most of the time. Yes. Tribute to the troops, it's almost a 90%, 95% yeah. face. Because they I mean, want the, the troops to be happy. Yeah, they, you're not gonna you're not gonna send somebody to fight Osama bin Laden with. Uh, also, it just oh, yeah. With uh, also, it just seemed like that would I feel like I would cross the line too if they just went like, look, we know we're trying to make you troops happy, but we've got storylines to advance here. <laughs> Hassan has to win this match. Come on, guys. <laughs> no, Hassan will never. That's that's one thing I like. I read this great thing in the Grantland about uh, pro wrestling where they pointed out that how how progressive it is that um, the wrestler Damian Sandow yeah. that. Uh, based on his ethnicity, even like two years ago, he would have wrestled in a turban. Turban, but now he just gets to be the smart guy. Yeah, like well, plus the guy thing. who actually who uh, who was Hassan yeah. in WWE a few years ago, he choked out a guy on not the New York City subway, but on like an air train, I think, at an airport. Wow. Some, some guy who was what? ranting in a in an airport air train. Made him piss his pants. Wow. Save, yeah, like, didn't necessarily save a train full of people, but, like, uh, really neutralized this kind of crazy threat. Uh, and then he got interviewed on WWE.com. And it'd be uh, great if he got brought back as the actual, <laughs> as an actual, you know, Muslim guy yeah, who, who likes cares for him. Yeah. But, I mean, I see a tribute to the troops. That's coming yes. up next week. Uh, yeah. And, um, with the Muppets. With the Muppets, what? yes. Kid Rock, Kid Rock, and the Muppets. Mi- Miss Piggy Christ. was there. Well, someone's got to replace Josie. <laughs> <laughs> what? Josie, the little midget in Kid Rock's band. It's gonna. 
Uh, is it going to be Dr. T? You're reopening old wounds there. Also, Crow Ride is going to be there, too. Talk at length about WCW. That's way older than the death of Josie. I think, yeah, Josie might have had some kind of hand in WCW. I feel like he appeared there once. I can't imagine Kid Rock hasn't had a good relationship with them. Man, remember when the... Uh, the Misfits were in WCW. No, they were. Yeah, well, not the Danzig Misfits. Oh, but just the, okay. The Misfits when they were a when they were just a traveling road act. Yeah. Like, and also oh, uh, when I saw this them. was around the same time that they also had the Master P thing and uh, the Kiss Army. Kiss, yeah, with the Demon. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the meanwhile, the, at the different time, there was that I. Totally forgot about the the oddities until I watched the <laughs> um, uh, mat uh, mm-hmm. beyond the mat again, mm-hmm. and yeah, the oddities were like with the with the juggalos, and one there ones was just like it was the the Cartman the guy, guy. The Cartman guy. He yeah. just came over the Cartman dolls like I like Cartman. <laughs> like that's it. That's your character. God, yeah. the oddities. That was John Tenta. That was earthquake. the earthquake. He had to be. I like Cartman. And then meanwhile, <laughs> just stuck with just stuck with two of the weird tall guys, Vince yeah. Hires, that he has such a hard on for. Well, Cartman's <laughs> still popular. Maybe yes, if they had that's stuck true. With they that. they could bring back. Oh, is John Tenta? No, he's dead. dead. Yeah, cancer, right? Not a heart attack. I think he got cancer. Yeah. <laughs> that was another depressing thing. Like, Beyond the Mat made me more depressed now just because it was like 12 years later. Yeah. I can just look at these people like, well, that guy went nowhere. That guy went nowhere. Jake the Snake is still alive somehow. And then, like, I did, did I mention on the last show that the, yeah. the DDP documentary of like rehabilitating Jake the Snake? I, yeah, he mentioned it that he was doing DDP yoga, right? But. Well, he it's some documentary series that uh, yeah. Diamond Dallas Page is producing, and one of them is solely focused on uh, Jake Roberts. God, Jake Roberts going there and, re- and he lo- man, he already looked bad in that doc. Yeah, like <laughs> twelve years later. Twelve years later, it, I mean, well, not bad. He just looks like an old fucking feeble man, and yeah. he's not trying to get back in the business. He's trying to stay alive. Yeah, the, there were parts in Beyond the Mat where I was like. Oh man, what dark things he's admitting. <laughs> like this is this is amazing. He'd yeah. be so open. And I'm like, no, it's a camera. The camera's right there and he's mm-hmm. talking to the camera. And I did feel like I think he talked up some things just to be a more compelling character on the camera because that's what he knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you hear like his rela- I totally forgot about his relation I remember his, his I remember that. <laughs> it was the one with his own father. Like how that his own uh, father yes. was a horrible asshole. But also a pro wrestler who then told Jake that you would never make it as a pro wrestler. And then he wrestled <laughs> his first night in front of his dad. And then his dad said, I've never been more disappointed in my entire life. And just totally rejects him. <laughs> and then Jake the Snake said, so that's when I decided I was going to I was gonna become successful and shove it right up his ass. <laughs> and so he just turned his love into hate and just... Ugh. That was that. Well, that was in the documentary. Yeah, and, and I remember watching that. And I, I never really believed that as a reason, like a therapeutic reason for why people do things. And then all of a sudden, it clicked when I was watching that documentary. Like they show him with his dad, who like just couldn't give a shit yes. to be around him. He's like, yeah, I'd show his ass. <laughs> and his dad still didn't care. His dad still didn't care. Yeah, God. I can't wait to be that dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then you, well, anyway, this is really off the December <laughs> I'm gonna, No, I'm going to produce talk. a bunch of temporary stars. We were talking about December seat. traditions. My uh, December traditions. So Hanukkah. let's close out with something slightly 
more festive, mm-hmm. I want to say. <laughs> there are a few actual Christmassy traditions in WWE. Uh, I, I, they fight but, Santa Claus like once a year. Yes, <laughs> so there are a couple of instances where Santa Claus has played a major part in WWE history. Who mm-hmm. plays Santa Claus? So twice, yeah, twice in, in my immediate memory can I actually recall an angle that included Santa. So the first was <laughs> when the million dollar man Ted DiBiase bought out Santa. And <laughs> it led it led to a character named Santa Claus, which was spelled with an X. So X A N T A and Claus was was with a K. Uh-huh. And in this version of Santa I think he took presents from kids. Anyway, he, <laughs> he was... He must be stopped. Yeah, he was uh, an evil version of Santa. Mm-hmm. And despite the million-dollar man's deep pockets, he only existed until mid-January <laughs> after he was... No, after the kind of thing you keep going year-round. Yeah. So that would be weird. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I had to question... I was watching WWE when it happened, and I thought they would try to make him into something, but they didn't. I just saw on WWE that they they went. Mick Foley has a Christmas room in in, in his home. He is he a, a festive room. dude. He's Wait, a, for he like go- for real? He loves Christmas so much. He has a room that is Christmas all year round, and he's made two Christmas books. He, he yeah yeah, and he, he loves Christmas. Yeah. but where did that guy a come Christmas from? Room like is the, he not like a total? He's odd, from New York. A total oddball, like out of all the wrestlers you've ever known or he seen. He seems very down to earth. Yeah. In a lot of times, a, a toothless, hyper articulate. Complete. He's weird. Yeah. Mushy. Everyone in wrestling is weird. Yeah. They're all crazy. Like that's. I know, but that dude just. I'd find him. But just speaking of McFoley and Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, he was Santa one year when there was a battle royal where the winner of the battle royal got a Christmas wish. <laughs> <laughs> and they, yes, they competed for a wish with, with actual WWE superstars and. The winner of the battle royal was Hornswoggle, who up to I the point I remember this. Up, he beat bamboozled. Yes, up to the point of winning, he was a leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a major wrestler, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and could not speak a word of actual English. <laughs> so he like he whispered his wish into Santa Foley's ear, mm-hmm. and afterwards. <laughs> Amazing. I had that on the unicorn episode. Uh, he was able to act. He actually speaks full, clear English now <laughs> as a result of his Christmas wish because he won this battle royal. Really? Yeah. Yes. And he, he won because cause of Irish pride. I think it was him and Seamus were the last two <laughs> left, and Seamus eliminated himself so Hornswoggle could get his Christmas wish. Uh, it wouldn't have been a bigger body or yeah i almost suggested it for for a cartoon christmas how about it was like uh, it's kind of well they always get silly at christmas time Mm -hmm. but just in general christmas is a the december is a weird month for wwe because (laughs) they're in this dead zone between survivor series and royal rumble yeah which is where they are right now where they're waiting to have the rock come back like this is just them twiddling their thumbs like Soon The Rock will be back and he'll be on T Raw again, advertising GI yeah. Joe, having having it's also promos. A, I believe it's also a bad period for television. Oh yeah, oh definitely. Yes. Yeah, like those, those Christmas specials you see every year aren't there because they're the highest rated things. Yeah, it's because they can plug holes when a lot of people aren't watching. And that's the other 
WWE tradition for mm-hmm. the last three or four years is the Slammy Awards. The sl- I love the Slammy. It's yes. Yeah, some years it's like a big thing. Some years it's just this thing that they throw together at the last minute. Mm-hmm. A couple years but ago they had fun. Yeah, they had Dennis Miller host it one year and it was really yeah, awful. It was awful. Yeah. yeah. but it's a nice like bookend to the year because it's wwe actually acknowledging like this is the guy like they'll have the superstar of the year this is the guy that actually you know made a big difference this year i will i'm gonna it has to be ryback i'm I'm, like just because of the w the way the wwe like rewards things because they had Mm -hmm. cm punk last year they'll do ryback this year or something else along that line and then they they usually have the match of the year which actually means something and then they have like Six or seven BS well, now, awards. Ryback so. definitely like came up this year, like he, yeah. he did. But this year it's being voted on by the public, which no, they, they usually they usually they have their like, app and they have all their voting. Don't tools. they usually roll out a, a single category that the public can vote on? And the public's choice award is now back to everything that actually matters. Yeah. So well, supposedly yeah. the the public can vote on everything, but I I doubt it, and yeah. I doubt they actually take those things into consideration when they like. You know. Probably take them into consideration for future storylines. Speaking of future storylines, we will be back <laughs> looking forward to TLC 2012 after the break. Stone Cold DT says, <laughs> Welcome to the break. <laughs> This is Dave. This is the interim break part. Dave of, the Rave Rudden. This is a yeah. You don't like the rave? I was hoping to incorporate Stone Cold ET into my okay. nickname, but Stone Cold DR. Yeah. You can be that. Chris the Crippler <laughs> Kringle. Yes. Dave Rudden. Welcome to the break of che- the Cheap Podcast. Yeah, uh, this word plug shit. Yes. Hi. We have a yeah. We have a few new things to. I think we do. Yeah. We added, a, by, by popular demand, we added a bunch of new t-shirts to the LaserTime store at lasertimepodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, one of them is a cheap podcast shirt. We got ladies tees. We have a Yo Yogi inspired t-shirt, which I <laughs> I think me and four people will be excited about. I am I'm one of those. I'm definitely going to buy four. it. I mean, I, yes, it, it was such a surprise and yeah. really awesome. Uh, but yeah, a bunch of other stuff, you know, it helps us out they're all well designed apparel and um mm-hmm. you can get them on high quality t-shirts it really like brian brian e ward brian e ward on twitter like uh brian ward's artwork is always stellar and yes. like worth wearing regardless of if you even like us or not but it's all there reasonably priced t-shirts mm-hmm. and this, um, this is the same guy that made the the cheap podcast exactly logo mm-hmm. which brought a tear to my eye yeah like i, I loved it like a, yeah yeah just make it like WWF look. I just want it, and it works. metallic and with yellow, and it works. I will wear that outdoors. I think that T-shirt looks awesome. I think mm. the various other new T-shirts that have popped up on the store look awesome. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, there are many other opportunities to yeah. uh, provide your, you know, your money in ways that are Don't awesome. Cost and you that and much. yes, yes, if you find something on Amazon. The that Laser, Laser awesome. Time podcast always allows you to donate. Yes. Um, you can donate, you know, $5, cents. Every little bit helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, this computer has had most of its most of its software deactivated. That's distressing. <laughs> um, and, but every little bit helps. But the easiest way, if you don't want to give us any money, you can yep. just go to lasertimepodcast.com and 
Click any of the Amazon links you see in the right-hand sidebar mm-hmm. or the weekly article where we give away a $20 Amazon gift certificate just yep. for commenting. And click through there, shop like normal, buy whatever you want, and a small, small chunk comes back to us. And if enough of you do it, then we can keep supporting this thing. Right now, we're almost <laughs> at the even point. But it's, yeah, it's little stuff like that that helps out a lot. And so beneath each cheap podcast, we are also including links to wrestling paraphernalia on yep. Amazon. And, of course, as you know, Amazon is trustworthy and has the cheapest prices on everything available anywhere. Uh-huh. And all, all it requires generally is waiting. Mm-hmm. The only drawback. <laughs> the only drawback. But, yeah, listen to lasertimepodcast.com. I'd really appreciate that. And check out the website. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for the many five-star reviews. That was an awesome sight to see us on amongst the most popular sports and recreation. It was really interesting to see us next to an ESPN podcast. Yes. Don't belong there. That's so funny. People who did sports commentary, (laughs) probably in college and and research, had jockstraps pulled over their heads while they were... Oh announcing. yeah, yeah! Like a big group of dorks, like on the sports channel. Like I love that too. Yes, wouldn't know anything about. They wouldn't know the name of any athlete playing any sport today, yeah. other than wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And speaking of wrestlers, it was awesome to be on the same iTunes page as Colt Cabana's podcast. Oh, the Art of Wrestling. Yes, yeah, amazing yeah. show. Can can I plug another podcast that's Please. not related to ours? Yeah, mm-hmm. listen to the Colt Cabana's podcast. Yeah. You can learn a lot about current WWE guys. And a lot of indie guys who are also awesome. Yes, listen to that. Listen to this. Listen to Laser Time. Listen to Cape Crisis. Listen to VG Empire. Amazon. T-shirts. Donations. Thank you very much. What's going I, on at TLC 2012? No. Yeah, so we're looking forward to TLC 2012, which was thrown into a little bit of a... Uh, kerfuffle. Uh, kerfuffle, yes. Disarray. Yes. Uh, due to the injury of CM Punk. What happened? Um, so Hurt he, his knee, but not that bad. Well, bad enough that he was taken off the show. They had have it scoped. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Is it as, one of those injuries you can see like in the replay? Like you can see it go down? Not at all. No, no. it looked like a normal... He got put through a table by Ryback. I mean, but yeah. that's, that's the shit with knees. When I played soccer, you never really know when it gets. Well, yeah. and also, like, the damage they take every single yeah, yeah. day. Like, who knows? Like, that's just the straw yeah. that breaks Our the knees knee. Suck. Yeah, and, and he's at over 380 days. Mm-hmm. He's officially been crowned, like, Longest WWE champion, champion really? of the last 25 years. So, mm-hmm. since Hulk Hogan's very first reign, which went from 1984 <laughs> to 1988. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Since that point, since 
way beyond the, the point that they started doing monthly WWE mm-hmm. pay-per-views, which is when they started saying like, oh, let's you know take this guy, take the title off this guy after mm-hmm. three or four months. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's went, you know, almost... Survivor Series yeah. to Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's... Well, he'll probably go to 14 months at least with his the championship. The Rock is going to beat him. That was 100% what's good. That's the consensus. Yes. But then there's the fact that if The Rock beats him at Royal Rumble next month, mm-hmm. what is what is The Rock going to do with that title until WrestleMania? That tells He's- you nothing. Like he'll, Okay, no, no. Here's what I bet will happen. He'll win it at Mania off of mm-hmm. Punk. He'll, he'll win it at the Royal Rumble, you mean? At Ro- Ro- Royal yeah. Rumble off Punk. Yeah. If he defends it in, at the Feb pay-per-view, then I could be a punk rematch. Yeah. Then, if not him, then, though, he has to face Cena. He owes Cena a win. Yeah. But he also could face Lesnar. Like, I also think that WWE could just go like, yeah, we had Lesnar beat Trip. Let's have Lesnar come back and lose to The Rock. Yeah. Though, then again, they want Triple H to be, they could also want Triple H to be Brock. And to get back some of his mojo. Yeah. Well, who's who's gonna lose to Taker too? That's the. Other That's reason. also true. But, what's what's what happens around April twenty sixth? Uh, because April twenty sixth is around when The Rock's new movie is coming out, Pain and Gain. Really? I swear to God, I, I bet well, you. Well, first off, he's if got, he's going, if he's going to win, he's going to do it around. Well, I don't think advertising GI Joe hardcore. Yeah. I think him just showing up on yeah. anything is going to be. Is gonna be uh, it's an event. Yeah, and that'll be promotion enough for what he's doing. But anyway, so CM Punk Excuse won't even me. won't even be fighting at the next pay per view, which nope. is I don't think something that the WWE banked on originally. They originally mm-hmm. had CM Punk versus Ryback set for the main event. Snoozeroo. Yeah, and a part of me is glad that that's not happening because yeah. they would have had to figure out another way to make sure Ryback doesn't win because. Yeah. You know, as big as he's getting, mm-hmm. as Goldberg-esque as he's starting to become, he's still not ready to be. He's not the guy. ready for the title, but he also can't just get. He just can't lose because yeah. then he'll lose his steam. Yes. So he and if you get if you screw him too many times, then he just looks like a moron. Yeah, and the way that this pay per view is set up, it can work either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's teaming with Daniel Bryan and Kane against the Shield, which is. Uh, the brand new guy, they they saved uh, the shield. Popped up at the end of Survivor Series, yep. they saved CM Punk, and CM Punk is doing a funny thing where he's like, "I'm not affiliated with these guys. I don't know who they are." But he will. They be just eventually. showed up. Yeah, eventually he'll be in charge. They'll be his new nexus or yes. whatever. And he, I mean, he is the WWE's indie cred guy, and these exactly. are. At least two of the three most indie credious yeah. guys. I am a huge fan of Dean Ambrose. Yes. Like I had not I had not been paying attention, I hadn't heard of Dean yeah. Ambrose before, but he had been like really coming up through the ranks in the Florida championship wrestling. Like I watched a couple of his promos yeah. and his matches. Like yes. he's a real deal. Yeah. Like he's formerly uh, known as John Moxley. Mm. John Moxley Metrics. No, that's a stupid <laughs> PS two. But name. he definitely he reminds me a lot of Brian Pillman. Like yes. He's... Oh, yeah. And he is obviously the like. I think I've, I think I was mentioning to you before. He is going to be the breakout star of the group. Yeah, yeah. If there's any justice in this world, yeah, he like, is like he's got he's a unique so way of talking. On, yeah, he's so good on the mic, but also like he wrestles great as a heel. Like his, yeah, the way he takes 
takes a hit. Uh, he takes a bump in a very heelish manner of like, I can't believe I got hit kind yeah. of thing. I, uh. and that, that's what, personally, I'm looking forward to in seeing this event. I mean, I've like I've seen these guys, you know, here and there in, in various clips like on NXT or on YouTube. But this is going to be their really their first big chance to shine mm-hmm. on a I, WWE pay-per-view. They're taking on three. Well, two two guys that are consummate professionals and one guy who's probably going to be the future of the WWE. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they interact and it can end a lot of different ways. It can end with Ryback punishing them, or it can end in a way that you know Kane and Daniel Bryan are neutralized. Yeah, or it could just Ryback could chase one of the Shield to the back and, and yeah. leave just Kane and, and Daniel Bryan there. Kane screws Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan gets pinned by the yeah. remaining members of the Shield. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and yeah, Daniel Bryan. He's, I mean. He's one of those kind of bulletproof guys that can be, you know, he can be the guy who loses in this match. Yeah. Guy, and it can love, still make uh, Shield I, look I, strong. I just want to see Daniel Bryan versus Dean Ambrose. Just that alone. Like, uh, yeah. But it's, it's just a good sign that, you know, WWE brought in three developmental talents and immediately, like, shoved them into the main event. Like, yeah. they've done that in the past and has always worked out. Like, they... They did that with Zack Ryder and some other guys, Edge's backup, if you yeah. remember. And they also did that with, um, oh, the, I guess that's what Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase were mm-hmm. as well. Like, they came in for Randy Orton. Also, man, what's with Cody Rhodes' mustache? Like, I'm not I, a fan of that. I, I know it's like, it's meant to be a stupid <clears throat> mustache. He knows it looks dumb, and it's to get him heat. But. That is probably, you know, one of the better chances for him to get over. Yeah. And I'm glad that they've... You know they brought him back last week, and they've they both have put him in a place with Damian Sandow. Sandow to be you know tag team title contenders. Mm-hmm. But they've also got this avenue because I think in the last month with Cody Rhodes being injured, that Damian Sandow has kind of come into his own. He's kind of found this little niche as yeah. kind of a new era million dollar man where he's just about insulting the crowd. Like he's been doing this gimmick over the last month, where he's been going through the crowd trying to find his new apprentice. But it's <laughs> it, and it always ends up being him asking two super simple questions to some rube from the audience. Half the time, I think they've just literally like planted somebody there. Yeah, I think so. In this day and age, especially, you can't take a risk. Like you just yeah. you plant the person because his third question is always something that. You shouldn't know, but you could know if you maybe majored in it in college. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, that it's, it's too much of a risk. And, and plus, the last time I saw him do it, like it was on a SmackDown, and the person that he picked from the audience was wearing a Santino T-shirt, and I'm like, nobody buys a Santino T-shirt <laughs> at WWE events. <laughs> the, Are they even on sale? No, uh-huh. I. Well, yeah, like who goes to the event and says like, oh, how much is that? The T-shirt for the Italian joke guy that never wins. Yeah. I do like. Um, I liked Cody Rhodes when he when they made him Doctor Doom. That was my favorite. When he like yes. for a month he did this whole thing where he's like, "I'm the most beautiful man in the WWE. All your girlfriends wish they were with me instead mm-hmm. of your ugly ass." <laughs> and then, like either by accident or through planning, like Ray. Mysterio injures his face slightly yeah. with his knee brace, 
And then, like, he freaks out and he's like, he puts on like a, a, uh, the clip, yeah, to protect his face. <laughs> and he basically becomes Doctor Doom, who's like, I have a slight flaw to my face. I am eat. It's been ruined by this guy. I will destroy Rey Mysterio because of this. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was just such a cool like, and he knew he was doing Doctor Doom too. I think like he's. I know that Cody Rhodes is a big video game fan. Yeah. Like he had the Triforce mm-hmm. on his boots for a while, so that was such a cool yeah. thing. And then after that, I did like that he brought back the old school IC belt. Mm-hmm. Like especially because I saw an interview with him backstage at Raw, or like when he the after the show, if he brought back the old school belt. Yeah, and he said, "Yeah, I brought back this belt because this is the belt of the good times. This is the belt of <laughs> this is the belt of China." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that yeah like. he's obviously a person who likes to like to pay homage to things, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the old school IC belt, whether it's you know the Doctor Drew mask. I would I, I would not be surprised if he turned that weird mustache into some sort of like Rick Rude homage. Oh my god, or, yeah, if he just became Rick Rude, like that'd be good. Though it does need a lot of work because it was barely discernible. Perhaps the half the episode, like the last Raw. Yeah, where he returned in the tag team match, it's like, did he have? Does he have facial hair now? Is that a thing he's doing? And then it it's only weird. only took until they actually had an interview segment where you could actually see that mustache, yeah, and that was like, how long did that take you? Like it's that was, an odd decision. That was less than two weeks worth of a mustache growing. So they're wrestling. Because Team Hell No is in the main event. Yeah, so they're wrestling uh, for sim- first the yeah. number one contendership. Yeah, for so they're, one yeah, they're fighting Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara, which is almost a, a repeat, and that's yes. that's kind of a little getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah, and I feel like whoever wins that will probably be the team that actually takes the title. It'd be good to see. I I'd like to see Cody and Sandow take it again, yeah. elevated like. Mysterio yeah. and Sin Cara don't need it. Like they're just high flyers who just kind of get stuck yeah. together because they're both masked high flyers. Yeah, like I a part of me kind of wishes that the main event would have been said to if Ryback and Daniel Bryan and Kane lose, then the Shield gets the titles just for some kind of change of pace. Yeah, but no. I mean, besides that, I'm actually I'm genuinely looking forward to the pay per view. Like mm-hmm. I think that. Having CM Punk versus Ryback could have been a little bit of a repeat and a little bit of like a kind of a foregone conclusion, just what mm-hmm. kind of co- weird controversy you're going to come up with. I think beyond that, the pay per view actually looks yeah. sort of interesting. Well, I like uh, the Cena, yes, Cena Ziggler ladder match. Sounds cool. Yes. And I, I hope because of the way that things had to be reshifted that they're not planning on taking the. The money in the bank briefcase away from from and Ziggler. just to give it back to Cena so he could use it again. Yeah, I hope not. And the thing is, that would make him the champion of SmackDown, which is just not for That's him. That's not what he—he's not a SmackDown guy. Yeah, yeah. That, that honestly, SmackDown belt is beneath Cena at this point. Yes. He doesn't need it, and he doesn't really shouldn't want it. And it would, and it's Z- while Ziggler needs that. Yeah, it's it's the perfect jumping off point for him, and him beating Cena, he's lost. At least twice in the last month, he's been pinned by Cena. Yeah. So this would be the perfect opportunity for, get, for him getting the win back and him I think, 
kind of being shot to the next level. I think in general, like Ziggler has always been like he's been on the cusp of the next level for more than a year now. Yeah. When he's had these world title matches, he's had him against Edge, he's had him against CM Punk, and you know, yeah. they it's an interesting place to be in for these like mid level guys yeah. who, when they get in world title matches. You know, the realist in you doesn't knows they're not going to win the title their first try. Like yeah. nobody wins the title their first try. Mm-hmm. It's really just a test to see could the audience actually believe he could win. Yeah. But then after enough times of losing your world title bid before you win, yeah. like then you just look really ineffective. Like you're like you can't close yeah. the deal. Ziggler's on that on that path, and like if he were to lose the money in the bank. A briefcase and like that shot, like yeah, that would just that would put such a uh, that would destroy his forward momentum. Really, yeah. like I think the big worry is that because, but Cena's Cena, been losing a lot. Yeah, like, though he actually did beat Punk in a non-title match uh, a couple weeks ago, didn't he? Yeah, but I I think the worry is that because CM Punk and Ryback isn't going to happen, there needs to be a, like a happy ending. Yeah. To the pay-per-view, and that would yeah. be Cena winning that final match. Because Cena true. is almost always in the main event, and if Cena loses the main event, that's a kind of a, a weird thing to end on. That's but, true, but... And I think between uh, the... Uh, there's two secondary title matches. There's uh, Antonio Cesaro versus R-Truth, Kofi Kingston versus Wade Barrett. I don't think the heels are going to go over in both cases. I think... Cesaro will probably still hold his he's title. Retain. Yeah. He's just been doing some of the craziest spots in the recent yeah. week. It's it it's literally about him doing uppercuts in the most insane high flying situations yeah. and picking up dudes in situations where someone should not be able to pick up another person. Well, and yeah, doing these crazy. Well, it's also just great to see guys. a low level or uh, new guy yeah. in in a mid card as a mid card champion. Yeah. Like I like that too. It's just exciting. Well, meanwhile, like Barrett doesn't. Barrett's also in a weird position where like he could, if WWE wanted to, he can be moved into the world title scenario. Yeah. And he's one of those guys that doesn't need the IC belt. Like yeah. it would be cool for his resume to be the IC champ, but he doesn't need it. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I do agree with you in that case that, like, he could use a few more months just being kind of simmering down there and having good matches, and then maybe by the end of the year actually or, winning Well, not the end of the year, but the... Or in, the end in, of next... Well, not the end of next year. That would be a little bit... Six months from now, yeah. maybe? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's always the next round of Money in the Bank ladder matches, but... I am yeah, like for something that kind of got thrown into disarray in the last few weeks and you know, that is a kind of a B level pay per view and who knows how much actual tables, ladders and chairs will be built into these matches. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 surprised how much I'm looking forward to, I to think matches. There'll be at least one good crazy spot. Like who do you think will do the crazy shit? Well, I mean, there's Dolph Ziggler in a ladder match, so mm-hmm. he'll fall off of something. Yeah, he, he, yeah. I he mean, wants he wants to get famous. Like, yes, and to. yeah, one of my favorite spots from, and it was you know in a non gimmicky match, but at Survivor Series, Dolph Ziggler had a monkey flip where he did an, egg, an extra flip in the air. Man, that's so crazy. he yeah he's 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 up for being thrown off of things and taking 
you know, an extra flip in falling into something when mm-hmm. it wasn't really warranted. And I think that this match, if he wins it, he's going to throw his body the extra mile. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to his match with Cena. Mm-hmm. You know, even if Cena's not going to do anything crazy in the match, it'll he'll he'll sell Cena's offense in yeah. ec- the extra mile. I think maybe Brian will do something crazy. He could do something nuts yeah. too. Or just anybody from the Shield just to make themselves like name just a name, they could do something yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, all they've been doing for the last, you know, month or so is being the dominant guys that run to the ring, triple team some guy, throw him through a table. That's kind of getting old. They're gonna have to start actually showing what they can do in a WWE pay per view in a high risk situation. So I'm looking forward to seeing what, yeah, cause they are in the tables, ladders and chairs match. They're in the ones they're in the match where everything is going to be used. Yeah. Though, as was explained like 12 times on raw, yeah. it can be won by submission or pinfalls, which so is like the first ever, which is odd, but, but it's always like, yeah, well, if it wasn't going to end with someone taking something off of, if it wasn't going to be a ladder match where you had to pick something off of the top of a ladder, yeah. how else was it going to end? You, yeah. It won't end in a disqualification. This is, it was no obviously going to end this way. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like the biggest surprise in the world, but it does open that match up for a lot of crazy mm-hmm. offensive opportunities. No, I'm looking forward to it. I, yeah. I, I hope the Shield has a great first showing in their first real match. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, that, that trio, the guys who are now Ambrose and Rollins have shown their indie cred and, Roman Reigns is just a big dude who can throw people around. So I think that's going to be... Every team needs a guy like that. Yeah. And... <laughs> Chris? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just want people to know you're still here. Hey, okay, buddy. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys for uh, for chatting with me for another episode of The Cheap I Podcast. I it. Thanks, everyone, for listening, leaving really positive iTunes reviews it and is. tweets and, and Facebook comments. We love that. Yes. Very, very uh, enthusiastic. We want to be number one in the sports section. We could. Yes. We could beat Jim Rome. Let's give the ESPN guys what the what for. Screw you, Dan Patrick. Yeah. Screw you, Bill Simmons. A bunch of other guys. Name someone else I haven't heard of. Uh, uh, Marv Albert, yeah, uh, uh, Howard Cassell. Take that. Keith Oberman back in the mid 90s. (laughs) Bob Craig Kilborn. Mm-hmm. But yes, thank you for listening. We will be back very soon with another cheap podcast. I'm the best in this whole world. I know that is not true. Excuse me.